Canada Revenue Agency's Payroll Podcast. On today's show, we continue our series on taxable benefits by taking an in-depth look at parking benefits. I'll be talking to our subject matter expert, Kira Turner, about the key concepts employers need to understand, including situations where parking is required for business reasons, the fair market value of a parking spot, and the definition of scramble parking. Generally speaking, employer-provided parking is a taxable benefit. I asked Kira if there are any exceptions to this rule. Legislatively, there is the exception that if an employ- if parking is provided for reason of disability, then it can be excluded from income. On a, from a policy perspective, we also allow that if parking is provided for business reasons, it's excluded from in- income. And also, if parking is provided, um, if it is scramble parking that is provided, although we maintain that this is a benefit, we don't actually require that it be included in income. And similarly, in a situation where um, parking is provided for free for, to both employees and the public at a place like a shopping mall, then we would not um, require that the employer include the benefit in income. Although, again, we do rec- believe that there is a benefit there. Okay. One of the exceptions you touched on was um, in cases where parking is provided for business reasons. Can we define that uh, or... How does CRA sort of interpret what would be included within business reasons? Well, business reasons means that the employee is required to have access to a vehicle in order to do their, perform their duties of employment on a regular basis. And by regular, we mean three or more days in a standard five-day work, work week. Not three or more times, three or mm-hmm. more days. So using it three times in one day does not meet the business use criteria, whereas if Three, three times in a week, like three days, three separate days in a week, that mm-hmm. would meet the, the, the regular business use criteria. And this is week in and week out that the employee would need this. It's not just once, once a year, there's one week where they make, where they need a vehicle three time, three, on three different days and therefore they get free parking for the year. Doesn't work that way. Um, okay. Really look at job function. There are certain job functions where employees are required to be mobile and move around and drive in order to do their duties. And that exclusion is meant to recognize that. Okay. So three out of five days would constitute regular use. Would that include something um, very light use during those days? Maybe just, um, you know, driving to a meeting and then driving back? Yes. Um, it doesn't have to be sort of extended use. It can no. just, as long as it's used at all, that would count within the, the three to five days. And the employer requires that they use a vehicle to do that, Mean it's, meaning that it's not the employee's choice. Like say, it's some, some businesses may, uh, that for example, have multiple locations throughout a city, and if managers have to go attend meetings in other buildings, some employers might provide taxi chits or, or have some sort of shuttle service. In that case, it's not required that the employee use a vehicle. It's that, mm-hmm. the, it's that the employee is required to use a vehicle in order to perform their duties of employment. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, another important topic I wanted to ask you about is the concept of fair market value in relation to parking benefits. How can an employer determine the fair market value of a parking spot? The best way is to look at the area in which your your business operates. Is there is there commercial parking in the area? Is there metered parking in the area? Do p are there you know parking lots nearby where where people pay a daily or a monthly rate to park their cars there? 
That's one thing I wanted to sort of expand a little bit on is you know the difference between a daily rate and a monthly rate. Um, you know, we've talked about fair market value as being sort of the highest price that can be obtained in an open market. Often the daily rate for parking, you know, will be much higher than what a monthly rate would be. Um, is that how does that get factored into it? I mean, I would assume we're we're just expecting people to go with the monthly rate if that's what's being provided. Is we that are. It's the highest price that could be obtained in an open market for that is reflective of the actual use. So even though if if an employee working, say, in a downtown core type location, we wouldn't necessarily look at the absolute maximum they could possibly be charged based on the idea that they pay, you know, twenty dollars a day. Um, the mac, you know, the ma- daily maximum rate at a, at a commercial parking lot, because mm. the same commercial parking lot m- lot may well offer a two hundred and twenty five dollar a month monthly fee for regular parkers, you know, okay. so to speak. Uh, so, you know, we want we would look at fair market value is the highest price that could be obtained in an open market for that particular good or service. In this situation, that service is monthly parking. Okay. What should an employer do if there are no comparable spots in the surrounding area? And, and how far away um, can a comparable spot be? Well, first, let me ask you a question. I didn't, you probably didn't think I was going to turn the tables I on you like this. I did not expect that. Um, when would there be no comparable spots? Well, let's, you're in a remote location, let's say. So this means that really there isn't a market for parking. Nobody in the area, there is no paid parking in the area. So the fair market value is reflective, is the highest price that can be obtained between two parties dealing at arm's length in an open market. So if in an open market, the highest price that could be obtained for parking is zero, Mm -hmm. then that's the fair market value. You know, the employer would need to keep records to demonstrate that the fair market value legitimately is zero. If mm-hmm. you try to make an argument that in, a, in an urban downtown core location, the fair market value is zero, um, you're not likely to be terribly successful with that. But, you know, there are very legitimately areas in, in cities and certainly in rural or suburban areas where there is no market there is no the fair market value for parking is legitimately zero okay and as for how far you would um look like what sort of area you would look well what's a reasonable length of distance that you would expect an employee to walk from parking that they found themselves so it doesn't matter if five kilometers away there's a part you know the parking lot next door the commercial parking lot next door charges $300 a month, but one four kilometers away charges $25 a month. Mm-hmm. You would have to look at the one next door because no employee is going to walk, drive to a parking lot four kilometers away from the office and then walk four kilometers. Okay. Like that's just not reasonable. So you would want to look within reasonable, a reasonable distance for the employee to walk from that parking situation to the office. Okay. And how is the value of a parking benefit affected if the actual spot isn't being used? Um, let's say the employee's away on vacation or away on sick leave. Spot's vacant. How does that affect the value of the parking benefit? The parking benefit, is, the parking is still available for the employee's use. Occasional days off for vacation. I mean, it would be different if it's an extended leave. Like, for example, a, a, an employee goes on parental leave for eight months. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't necessarily... Um, expect a benefit to be included when they were on 
leave for eight months, but a day here, a day there, a week here, a week there, it's still available for their use. And I would also argue that in some situations, having access to, say, a downtown downtown parking, whether you're working or not, on your vacation, it can be useful if you could, you know, nip downtown to do shopping or a cultural event and just park at the work office, okay. at the work office, at the office lot, mm-hmm. and not not pay you know, $25 daily rate at, you know, the local museum that you want to visit. Okay. And I guess uh, in, in certain circumstances, an employee could always, uh, you know, speak to their employer as well. If, there, if it's a case where, it ex- you know, in, in cases of extended leave, um, you know, they could speak to the employer and say, look, I'm not going to be using this spot for six months. You know, I'm going to be away, in, you know, in Europe or something like that. Um, in, in a circumstance like that, could the employer and employee have a conversation and and just between themselves decide that there is no benefit for that period? Again, it depends on whether the employee still has the right to use the spot and access to it. Much like automobile benefits, which we spoke about in a previous episode, it's available for the employee's use. So Mm -hmm. say this particular employee isn't going to use it, but their spouse works in the building across the street but doesn't have parking. Is the employee's spouse going to take the pass and park at Mm. the employees in the employee's spot? Okay. So it might still get used, even though the employee's away for six months. You can just give their parking pass to a friend or family member. Uh, The key thing there is to point out is that the spot is available for use. Yes. And the employee still retains ownership of it in a sense that when they return from their leave, that spot hasn't been, you know, their access to parking. Like... uh, some buildings, for example, the building where where we we're in that we're in right now, mm-hmm. um, there are more people who want parking than there are parking spots available. So there's a waiting list. Yeah. And you may have a situation where an employee goes and works in another building for six or eight months and then returns to this building. Very often, they don't give up that parking spot. Yeah. They continue to pay. I mean, in our building, we don't have taxable benefits for parking because, of course, employees are actually charged fair market value to park here. Mm-hmm. So they pay they pay themselves out of pocket rather than receiving free parking. But they don't they can even though they work in another building, they're continuing to pay for that parking because when they come back, they want access to that spot. Okay. They don't want to have to go back to the bottom of the waiting list. So as long as the employee retains the right to park, there's a benefit. Another factor I was thinking may affect the value of a benefit would be in cases where employees are carpooling. Let's say two or three employees take the same car. Um, you know, it's only one individual actually owns that car that's going into that spot. But would the the value of the of the benefit ever be spread out to no. those employees that are carpooling? The C, the CRA's view is that if employees choose to do this, that's a matter between employees. Um, the person parking is the person receiving the benefit. If that person charges the people they carpool with for gas or mileage or or whatever, that's a matter between them. The fact is that one person is parking and one person has a benefit. After the break, I'll ask Kira about one of the most misunderstood concepts when it comes to parking benefits, scramble parking. Stay with us. The CRA's online services make it faster and easier to handle your company's tax matters. You, your employees, or your representatives can file, pay, and access detailed information about your tax account, all online, all at your fingertips. Save time, go online. 
The Business Tax Reminders mobile app lets business users create custom reminders for key CRA due dates related to installment payments, returns, and remittances, and customize and tailor the reminder system for their personal business deadlines with either calendar or pop-up messages. For more information and to download the app, visit our webpage at cra.gc.ca and click on the mobile apps link at the bottom of the homepage. One situation where a parking benefit does not need to be included in an employee's income is in cases of scramble parking. I asked Kira to elaborate on this topic to help us understand what does and what does not constitute scramble parking. Our position is still that it's a benefit and it still is taxable, but we see in a true scramble parking situation that the um, administrative burden of tracking it is so significant that it that we don't require employers included in income. Okay, just because it's so difficult to calculate. Yes. So what scramble parking is, is where there are significantly fewer spaces than there are employees wanting to park on a different, on, on any given day. And the parking is available on a first come, first served basis. So unlike I mentioned the building where we're in currently, there's mm -hmm. more people who want a parking spot than there are parking spots available. But the people who don't have a parking pass aren't allowed to park here. They'll get ticketed and towed if they do. Okay. So um, that's not scramble parking simply because there because there's a waiting list to get into the lot. People have surety. They know whether they're going to have a spot because they have a parking pass or they know they're, they don't and they're going to have to find parking elsewhere. Okay. So scramble parking is where it's a free-for-all. Some days you might find parking, some days you might not. So it's random and uncertain. Okay, so that sort of plays into the idea that it's impossible for to expect an employer to keep track of all that because on a daily basis, yes. so, things change. You know, you may have you may have gotten parking one day this week, no day last week, and every day next week. So on a day-to-day mm -hmm. -day basis, every single employee would have to log with you whether or not they parked or they didn't. Okay. And how is that situation affected by uh, fluctuations in staff? I'm just thinking of my past experiences. I've worked in buildings where certain times during the year scramble parking would exist. There's, you know, there's too many employees for the amount of spots that are available. But then at other times during the year, maybe staff is laid off and all of a sudden there are fewer employees than, than spots available. Uh, so how does that factor into this situation? Well, it's on a day-to-day -day basis. Occasional instances, even if they happen on a semi-regular basis, that create a situation where not everybody can find a, a spot do not create a scramble parking situation. Similarly, um, you may have a situation where, say, in a in a factory type situation or a hospital where they operate 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. So if every single employee showed up at the same time, there wouldn't be enough parking. But since you have three or four shifts running during any given shift, there is ample parking. Okay. So in that situation, even though you may have 300, 300 parking spots, but 800 employees, the fact is only 200 employees work at any time. With in scramble parking, again, it's the employees wanting a parking spot, not the number of employees in total. So if you have 150 parking spots, 200 employees, but 75 employees take public transit, then you don't have scramble parking because every employee can 
find their parking, can find a parking spot every day. And also, I like to illustrate the difference between assigned parking and is not the assigned parking or unassigned parking rather mm-hmm. and scramble parking are not the same thing. Assigned parking is where employee A is assigned parking spot A and that is where they park every single day. They are the only person allowed to park in that parking spot. Mm-hmm. Um, unassigned parking is where anyone can park anywhere in the lot. Is lo- But that is not the same thing as scramble parking. Um, scramble parking is where there aren't enough spots. Okay, that's an important distinction. And I would also like to say there could be a situation where you have, you know, say, for example, you have reserved spots or assigned spots for for certain upper management people or executives, and then um, every for everyone else, it's a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. Those executives have a parking benefit, even though everybody else may legitimately be in a scramble parking situation. Since mm-hmm. those executives are guaranteed a parking spot every day, they have a they have a parking benefit. Thanks for listening to the CRA's Payroll Podcast. If you have any questions about the show, if you'd like to provide feedback or request a topic for a future episode. You can reach us by email at podcast at cra-arc.gc.ca. We'd love to hear from you.